0: Ever since I was 12 years old, I dreamed of becoming a YouTuber that had an audience interested in my videos. Even though YouTube was super small at the time, and really only weird internet people were spending much time there, I already saw how awesome it was to be able to grow an online community of like-minded people, and so I knew I wanted to do it too. Today, I want to tell you the story of how I created my dream career as a full-time YouTuber and as founder and CEO of a small social media marketing agency, and as someone who gets to create content for the internet and get paid to do it. I'm hoping you'll find my story informative and maybe even a bit inspiring in case you want to pursue this career path someday too. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club podcast is a workshop style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok, or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and that community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. So let's start with where I started. This career honestly did not exist when I first started dreaming about what I wanted to be when I grew up. I first discovered YouTube in 2008-2009 and I was watching creators like the Vlogbrothers and Five Awesome Girls and all kinds of very nerdy Harry Potter related people. This was the total early days of YouTube and at that point nobody was a YouTuber as a career. YouTuber instead was kind of like a nerdy label for you know the weird people on the internet who made videos about themselves and posted them for strangers. So it definitely was not any kind of of business or career path at the time. So when I started in high school and I started thinking about what I wanted to pursue in terms of a career I was kind of interested in Journalism and graphic design. I saw those as like the two main career paths that I might pursue because I really liked writing and reading. I always had, again, big Harry Potter nerd. I feel like I bring that up a lot, but I did a lot of reading when I was a preteen. And actually, some of the first YouTubers that I really started watching were people who reviewed books and that kind of thing. I also loved magazines. Like, I was obsessed with the idea of working at a magazine because to me, it combined my love of creative writing. Um, but also nonfiction writing as well and um, imagery and design. I loved the idea of like designing a magazine spread, but I also love the idea of writing the articles that showed up in a magazine. So really whatever it was, I liked creating, whether it was visual or written. And part of that visual side, not only was graphic design, but also creating videos. I mentioned this a lot, but I did start my YouTube channel when I was 12. So I've been doing it for over 10 years now. And I kind of fell into it in terms of I enjoyed watching other people's videos and then I just thought I'll try making my own At the beginning. I was much more I think talented and like skilled in the world of graphic design I made lots of like fan edits for tumblr But over the years I started focusing more and more on YouTube just because I enjoyed consuming YouTube content more And so therefore I started making more YouTube content and that's kind of how I learned to create videos Um, And photography also was kind of a part of that journey journey as well. So, as high school goes on and I think more about the idea of going into journalism and graphic design, I actually landed on a program um, in university that was focused on English and digital media studies. At the school that I decided to attend, there wasn't a journalism program and there also wasn't really a graphic design program, which you might be thinking, okay, Katie, why on earth did you go to a university where they didn't even have a program in either of the topics that you were interested in in high school? And I wish I could give you a better answer than this. But um I went to the same university where my boyfriend at the time was attending. And, yes, is that maybe a cringy and and partially regrettable decision? Maybe. But, um that boyfriend is now my husband so I consider it a good investment in my future and the university that I attended is you know a world renowned very well respected university so it's not like it was a bad decision and I made all of my like best friends for life there so I definitely am glad that's where I went um and it kind of pushed me into a more entrepreneurial path because there weren't really structures in place at my school that would put me into the world of journalism or graphic design However, even though those structures weren't in place, let's talk about my first career experience before I really got into being a YouTuber and the different parts of it that kind of like led me into this world of the internet. So my first real career experience while I was in university was the summer after my first year and I actually got an internship working at Fashion Magazine. I know that sounds generic, but that is actually the title of the magazine. So if you didn't know, I live in Canada and the basically Canadian version of Vogue is called Fashion. Um, it's just a, a Canadian fashion magazine. Talks about all kinds of designers, and you know what? I'll just keep it straightforward with you. It's basically just like Vogue, but a smaller, almost more like indie version, but like not that indie. Anyway, I'm kind of going on a tangent about this, but the point is. I got an internship at Fashion Magazine. Now, at the time, this was like my dream career move. Like I was saying before, all through high school in my preteen years, I thought journalism, graphic design, that's what I really want to do. I remember like journaling about how I wanted to work at Fashion Magazine and how it was my dream to one day write travel articles for them because I think maybe one or two times I saw that they had um, – travel editorials in the magazine and I was like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. When I get older, I'm going to write travel editorials for fashion. They're going to love my writing so much. They're going to make it a regular feature in the magazine. I'm going to be traveling the world and writing about it and it's just going to be the best thing. (laughs) So that is sort of where I saw this potential career going as a high schooler. So I did my internship at Fashion Magazine and I actually did a whole YouTube video about this if you ever want to like learn more about the ups and downs of being an intern at a Fashion Magazine, but I will kind of give you the shorter version of it in today's episode. And basically what I discovered in this internship at Fashion Magazine is that it wasn't exactly what I expected and I think that I was thinking this was going to be like unlocking my dream and that doing this internship, I was going to realize how amazing and glamorous and fun it is to work at a fashion magazine. And that's what I was going to pursue for the rest of my life. Like I thought that that could be my destiny. And what I actually learned is that it wasn't necessarily as fun as I thought it was going to be. And what I struggled with a lot there was that we were writing for a a magazine, which ultimately is a brand that has its own voice and its own perspective. And so even though you are your own person and you are writing articles for it, which I did, I wrote like lots of articles for the website, not the magazine, um, because I was a digital editorial intern. But anyway, I digress. Even though you're your own writer, you're still writing for a different publication, which has its own perspective and voice. And so I really struggled with trying to shift my voice to fit that brand. And that's like most of the feedback that I got from my editors was you need to get the voice of the magazine. Like you're not really um, hitting on that perspective that we're looking for. And I found that really hard and discouraging. And I know now looking back, like it was totally on me. Like I did need to learn that more. But I think through that experience of basically I would go to our daily stand-up meetings and I would pitch an article idea and they would be like, yeah, that's not really for us. And then later on that evening or whatever, or my lunch break, I would end up taking that article idea and writing about it for my own blog. Because part of how I got that fashion internship, I believe, is because I had a blog, which I realize now I did not even get into that whole side of my story, but I did have a fashion blog at the time and use it as part of my application for this internship. And so whenever the editors would be like, yeah, we're not really interested in that story, I would still write it, but I would just write it for my own blog. And I think that really cemented for me this idea of like, if I work for myself, I can make the creative decisions. I know what my own voice and my own brand is like as a person and as a creator, and I don't have to try to shape shift myself into fitting that in order to create content for somebody else, I could just create my own content online. So that was definitely a part of my experience at Fashion Magazine, just realizing that maybe fitting into somebody else's mold wasn't going to be for me, Alongside that, I think over the summer I realized that what I was passionate about wasn't actually working at a fashion magazine, even though I do enjoy personal style and I like reading fashion magazines, I realized what I was actually passionate about was creating content. I loved to write, I loved photography, graphic design, and video, but not necessarily about fashion. I think when I was a teenager, my only exposure to any kind of career where you could get paid to be creative was in the magazine context. Because like I was saying, YouTuber did not exist as a career path. Blogger was just barely a thing when I was in high school, like professional bloggers. So I think that it was my way of saying like, I want to be a content creator. This is the only way I knew how to be a content creator at the time was working for a magazine. But over the course of my years in high school and university, and then doing this internship, that is really when stuff started to shift online and in my own mind about what was possible as a career because people were starting to be professional YouTubers and bloggers at this time. So I wrapped up that internship experience, which was fine. It was very illuminating for me. I think it was a very um, big growth experience. And so I'm definitely glad that I did it, even though I did not end up in the fashion journalism industry whatsoever, but it taught me a lot. Following that, um, my university program was actually a co op program. So basically, what that means is we would do one study term, like one term in school, followed by one paid work term, and then you would alternate back and forth. So I decided this would be good because A, it would help me pay for my schooling because I paid for it myself and, um, you know, it'd be good work experience. So I pursued that and I did just two work terms, actually, uh, following this internship, which didn't count as one. And both of them were working as like a marketing assistant type of role for various organizations actually within the university. And after my second co-op term, I really started realizing like, I want to try out this entrepreneurship thing. I am kind of getting sick of working for other people. I love making content for the internet. And, you know, I feel like I have an expertise that I can provide. So actually during both of those co-op terms, I worked really hard on my side hustle, which during my first co-op term, I was still kind of in the blogging world, but by the time I got to my 2nd work term as a marketing assistant, I was really heavily invested in making YouTube videos. So during that time when I was working 9 to 5, I would actually wake up at 6 a.m. every day and work for an hour on writing YouTube scripts or editing YouTube videos. And then when I would get home from work, I would film a YouTube video right away. And it was actually during that time that I first bought um, my studio lights and proper audio gear for my YouTube videos. And it's because... I was filming after the sun went down for the most part, and I needed better lighting for my videos. And I filmed a lot on the weekends as well. Um, I was super dedicated to my YouTube channel during that time, and, that's when I just sort of realized, like, I'm so much more interested in making my YouTube videos and pursuing that than I am my role as a marketing assistant. And I have to admit, because I got through it unscathed, and I will say I did an adequate job, I definitely was not passionate about either of those roles. And there was definitely times where I was maybe supposed to be doing other work, and instead I was writing blog posts or YouTube scripts for my own projects. But you know, that's the nature of these internships or co-op jobs is they never expect that students can actually get that much work done. So, I would kind of get my stuff done and then work on my own thing because that's just how excited I was about my side hustle at the time. So, as time went on and I started putting more time into my YouTube channel and into my creativity, I soon realized that it was actually something I could get paid for. I think I saw a lot of people as like really big creators, of course, getting brand deals, making money from YouTube ads, but that felt really inaccessible to me at the time because I had less than a thousand subscribers at that point, even though I had been posting to my YouTube channel for several years. I started my current YouTube channel in 2011 and by this point we're at like 2015, 2016 um, and yeah, I maybe had like a couple hundred subscribers, Uh, but you know, I was very dedicated and I kept on going. So anyway, at that point, I knew that you could get brand deals. You could be a paid you know, YouTuber, but that didn't seem like something I could do. But um, I had an experience that gave me an idea about how I could still use those skills and actually make money from them. And that was people around me like my friends and family started to know me as like the girl who made youtube videos cuz i'd been doing it for so long. And actually, um the people from the summer camp that i attended when i was a young teenager reached out to me and were like, "Hey, we'd really like to do a promo video for the camp. Would you come in and like film a couple days and then and then interview some campers and put together a little promo video about why they should come to our summer camp." And i was like, "Okay, cool. Somebody wants to pay me to basically make a YouTube video, but it's just like gonna be on their YouTube channel and their website. That is super cool. I mean, it seems obvious now, right? But at the time, I had no idea that there would be people willing to pay me to make a video. So I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I gotta try to do this more. So I did that summer camp video and then following that, I was like, you know what? I gotta make a website and a portfolio and start advertising this as a service that I provide. So that was during my second year of university when I did that first freelance gig and by the time I graduated, I definitely was making like a side hustle, part-time job out of it. By no means was it um, a full-time income and honestly, it just sort of supplemented my tuition. It didn't even fully pay my tuition, but you know, I I was making money Um, and It was very encouraging to me to see that something that I did with my own creativity and my own skills was something that I could actually earn money from. So that is kind of the true beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. I mean, in many ways, I've been working on this kind of stuff for years and years, developing my skills around social media and YouTube ever since I was that cringy 12-year-old that started a YouTube channel. But during my second year of university, that's when I really started getting paid to do this kind of work. So for a long time, my work was primarily just freelance videography type stuff. So I was doing stuff like creating promotional videos for that summer camp or plumbing supply companies or editing videos um, for a remote fitness coach who would record herself working out and send me those videos and I would edit them and send them back. So that's a lot of what I was working on, which honestly looks a lot different than my current business, but it's how I started out. So by the time I graduated, I definitely had a business, even if it was small, and that kind of made me feel like I want to pursue this full time. Like, I was seeing graduation on the horizon, and I was thinking, I don't want to be applying for jobs. I don't want to go work for somebody else. I've worked so hard to start this business, and I want to make it my full time job. So, because I believe in full transparency, as always, I like to be super honest with you guys. I'm going to tell you about how I was really able to go full time right after I graduated because I realized it is such a privilege that. I graduated university and did not have to get a nine to five and keep working on my business. Even though I will admit, when I graduated, my business was not making me a full time income. Okay. It was making me like a part time income, the same that you would make working, you know, 20 hours a week at Starbucks or something. So the reason why I was able to do it full-time is because immediately after I graduated university, I got married to that boyfriend that I mentioned way back when, now my husband. Uh, We've been together since I was 16 and we got married right after we both graduated university and he got a full-time job working at a tech company and we were able, we still are able (laughs) to um, survive on one income and because we knew we could do that because A, He was an engineer and going to be getting a pretty good job at a tech company and we're quite frugal people and we definitely live much below our means. Um, We knew that we'd be able to support ourselves even just on one income, which would allow me to pursue my entrepreneurial venture and it didn't really matter how much money I made from it. Of course, I was very, very motivated to make money from it, make it a sustainable business because in my own heart, I knew that I couldn't be just like floated forever. I was not going to continue to run a business that did not make a sustainable amount of money. And I kind of, in my mind said, okay, I'm gonna give myself a year, we'll see how it goes. If in a year from now, I'm still only making like a very small part-time income, then I'll go and I'll apply for a marketing role at a tech company because there's so many in the city that I live and I knew um, I had the skills and experience. I could definitely get a marketing job. So anyway, um, that's some real and raw honesty with you. I just want you to know, because I think a lot of people do this thing of like, Oh, if I did it, anybody can do it. And I just want to be honest and say like, no, I am so privileged and so lucky to have been in a position where I did not have to, um, you know, pay my own rent with the money I was making from my business. Um, being a part of a partnership, being on a team, which is like in my mind what marriage is, is already such a privilege because you have each other to look out for each other. But um, yeah, having a partner that was making enough money for both of us to survive on was how I was able to start my business right after graduation. So I just want to tell you that and be honest because I'm not about to be like, oh, I'm so self-made when obviously I had a lot of help to get where I am now. And honestly, I believe every entrepreneur gets a lot of help to get where they are with the exception of a very few people. So Anyway, the great thing about how my business went is that actually it did start making more money and very quickly, when you think about it in the grand scheme scheme of things, it didn't feel quick at the time, but very quickly I was able to make a sustainable income from it, which I could feel good about. But at the very beginning, it did not feel like that. I started really officially full time in July, August ish of 2018 right around the same time that my husband started his full-time job is basically when I started working nine to five every day on my business and for the first few months it felt so slow it felt like there was nobody hiring me to do videos and I was writing pitch emails constantly every day I would be writing tons of emails to local businesses or companies asking them if I could make a promotional video for them and I was working on my YouTube videos a lot. I would honestly feel guilty sometimes working on my YouTube videos because I felt like, come on, Katie, this is a pipe dream. Like Nobody's ever going to watch your YouTube videos. You're just wasting your time making them. But now I am so glad that I did not um, give in to that voice in my head and that I kept going um, because eventually – My YouTube channel did start to grow. But before that, I'll just tell you, there were times I actually did apply for some of those marketing roles at tech companies because I felt kind of in the dumps about it. I was discouraged and I was like, I just need to start making money and to prove myself that I'm, uh, you know, contributing to my household and stuff like that. Um, So there's actually one point where I went through a couple rounds of interviews for um, a content marketing um, position. And um, they asked me to come back for another interview and then I, I actually turned it down and I was like, no thanks. I actually decided I want to keep freelancing um, because my YouTube channel was slowly but surely starting to grow and I started to find clients that wanted me to create social media content for them. So this was actually a big shift in my business where I started out like totally as a freelance videographer. Basically, they would have a vision for the video. And I would come and film it and edit it and give it back to them. I was basically just like somebody that knew how to use a camera and Premiere Pro. I didn't really feel like I was being hired for my expertise, but rather just for my technical skills. But slowly but surely, I started to get more clients that were hiring me for my expertise, people that wanted me to make them YouTube videos, that wanted me to help them with their Instagram, and that wanted me to edit podcasts for them. That was really exciting for me because my passion really always has been in social media content, not necessarily in filmmaking. And I think for a while, I really did think I was going to be like a filmmaker because that's who I watched on YouTube. And I honestly, I do love cameras, love talking about camera gear, love learning about how to make cinematic looking videos. But I know that that is not necessarily my talent because I've always felt a little bit insecure about it. That being said, though, I know if I wanted to make it my thing, I could. It would just take some more practice. But all this is to say I was never necessarily a filmmaker. I was more somebody who understood social media marketing and how to create content for it. So I was very excited to start getting those clients for YouTube and podcast and Instagram. And it really helped me to realize that a lot of my knowledge was in social media marketing and I could potentially offer more value by creating services around social media rather than just video creation. And it also would open me up to a larger audience because the thing about making videos is that it's very localized. And I do think that there is a market for video creators in the city that I live in. I know there are several um, video creation like agencies where I live. So it is possible, but I knew that I kind of wanted to be more location independent, to be honest, because like I mentioned way earlier, I've always been passionate about travel. And part of my dream was to be able to build a business that I could work remotely from and, and travel. The world. So, this is when it all started to come together for me that I could create a business based on social media content creation and I could work with people from all over the world. So, that's when I really started shifting my services to providing more social content and I eventually started making YouTube videos about it. So, At the time, I had a lot of people who would ask me about how I did certain things with my Instagram stories. I had a few fun tips and tricks that I sort of used behind the scenes to make unique-looking Instagram stories. So I made this video called Instagram Story Hacks for Creators 2019. I didn't think much of it because at the time, honestly, I had posted maybe one or two videos about Instagram before that. But very quickly, the video amassed way more views than any other video on my channel ever has. And at this point, it's sitting at, I think, about 1.5 million views, which was crazy because when I posted it, I had just hit 2,000 subscribers. So... That was huge for me. I have gained the majority of my subscribers because that video went viral and did so well. And obviously, since then, it's really shifted my YouTube channel into being more focused on Instagram and social media advice. At the beginning, I felt a ton of imposter syndrome, though, just to be totally honest with you. I did not feel qualified. I was like, why do people want Instagram advice from me? I don't have that many followers. I work with other local creators or entrepreneurs that also are not famous on Instagram by any means. So why would I be considered an expert? And I really struggled with that. I made YouTube videos where I admitted to that and people still said, no, that's imposter syndrome. Like, you know what you're talking about. Just keep giving us advice. So little by little over the year or so since then, I've learned a lot more about Instagram. I've done a lot more experimentation on my own account and on the accounts of the clients that I work with. I've done a lot of research and I've worked on growing my own account so that over time I have become not only more confident, but also just genuinely more qualified to give advice about it. And I think part of that is the inspiration of like, I need to be able to come up with videos to share with these people so I better learn something valuable to teach them. And ultimately, I do think that my Instagram tips are nothing super special or crazy or magical or whatever. They are just the common sense of how marketing works. And I feel like I do have an understanding of how marketing works in general. And this is just how I apply that marketing principle to Instagram. And what it comes down to is relationship building, which I talk about all the time. So you might be sick of hearing that from me. But throughout that time, I have grown my business to include a lot of different offerings from the creative services that are Instagram content creation, podcast editing, YouTube editing, etc. I do Instagram audits. I offer some digital downloads like story templates. I also have a couple workshops that I've run. And I also make money, of course, with AdSense and brand deals on my YouTube channel. So really, even though I say this is about my career of becoming a full-time YouTuber, I am definitely so much more than that. And I would say in terms of my income, at least two-thirds of my income comes from my social media content creation agency. Maybe one-third comes from my, my YouTube work, to, just to give you a sense of what that looks like. I use YouTube as a way to make money, of course, with AdSense and brand deals, but I also use it as a way to generate leads to my business. Pretty much everybody I work with now. Actually, yeah, 100% of everybody I work with now found me through my YouTube channel. Um, Up until recently, I had a couple clients that had found me because they were local or or knew me some way. But right now, everybody that works with me found me on the internet. So that just kind of goes to show how my YouTube channel generates me income in a lot more ways than just AdSense and brand deals. So honestly, it's definitely not at all what I thought of when I first dreamt of growing a YouTube following way back when I was a preteen. And that makes sense because Instagram did not even exist then. So how would I have ever known that I would grow a YouTube channel around Instagram advice? And sometimes, just to be totally 100% real with you, I still dream of being a more personality-based creator instead of just an educator. And someday maybe I will be. Like, my dream was always to talk about travel and filmmaking, and I do think now I realize that filmmaking isn't necessarily my thing, but... I still really do love travel, and I just know that my channel's in a place right now where people aren't watching for that kind of content, and I know it doesn't get views when I post it, but I want to keep growing my channel the way it is right now because it is super beneficial to my business, of course. It is something that I feel passionate about, and I know that it's helped a lot of people because I get messages from them saying that, and that makes me feel really good to know that my advice can be beneficial to people. So maybe someday... I'll be able to do more vlogs and personality-based content. But for now, I am very passionate about social media marketing and being able to serve people with my expertise. So that is kind of the long-winded story of how a very nerdy 12-year-old who loved watching YouTube videos about Harry Potter turned into a small business owner that does social media content creation for creators and creative entrepreneurs and how I built a YouTube channel talking about exactly that. So hopefully this has been somewhat interesting or enlightening for you and maybe even inspiring. I just want you to know that whatever you're pursuing, whether it's growing a business, an Instagram, a YouTube channel, or all three, that I totally believe in you. And it takes a lot of time. This story spanned a decade of my life and it finally brought me to where I am now. And I'm not saying it's going to take you a decade. I sincerely hope it doesn't. I was also very young and the world was different when I first started. I know you can do it faster than in 10 years, but just know that it does take time to make this kind of thing happen. And what it does require though, is starting now and being persistent in it and not giving up because there were so many times along my journey that I could have given up. You know, within the past year, I was applying for marketing roles at tech companies because I thought I was not going to be successful as a business owner. And now here I am today in a very sustainable small business that I'm quite proud of. So if there's anything you take away from this episode, it's keep on going. Don't quit. I 100% believe in you and I cannot wait to see how you create your dream career. So thanks so much for watching. I mean, listening. This is a podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram, at Katie Steckley, so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katieseckleycom club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com katie go to my channel and search Instagram hacks. And I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out. And you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening. And as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams. And I'll catch you next week, creator club.